Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Kathy Barrett, and welcome to Behind the Curtain, a show about how we navigate down the not-so-yellow brick road of life. Today, the focus of our show is on Talent for Humanity, an international nonprofit organization that was conceived by a group of professionals, entertainers, and business people, friends, all drawn together by a single vision to serve humanity with the idea that it is possible to create a better world through entertainment and the performing arts. Their first of many projects to come is a book called Talent for Humanity, Stories of Creativity, Compassion, and Courage to Inspire You on Your Journey. With us today is guest Felicia Fays, who is a spokesperson for Talent for Humanity, along with philanthropist, humanitarian, multi-award winning photojournalist, the great Reza Degati. He is also one of the artists who is featured in the book. As I wait for my guest to arrive, I will tell you a little bit about the Talent for Humanity book, the concept of it, which I think is amazing. Each of the seven featured artists in the book all share their life story and how they overcame obstacles and sometimes were forced to endure the most brutal of ordeals in the face of injustice and hardships and misery. And these inspiring stories are living examples of the capacity that each human being holds to transform the world. At the end of the book, there is a section of blank pages that calls to the reader to write a letter to humanity, leaving the final story of the book in the reader's hands. And what they can do is share their wishes for the world and the actions they would take and the talents they would use to see their vision of the world realized. So with the stroke of an enter key on your computer, you can then download your letter to the Talent for Humanity website where your vision for a better world will become a part of the Talent for Humanity movement. With us today first is Celicia Thays, a spokesperson for Talent for Humanity. Celicia, thank you for being here and welcome to Behind the Curtain. Yes, this is Celicia, Kathy. It's great to hear you. Great to have you on the program, Celicia. Thank you so much for being here. In my introduction, I give a little, uh, you know, information about the book and the structure of the book. And I, I, as I was saying on the air, I absolutely love the energy of it. What does the organization hope to achieve with the publication of this book, Celicia? Aha. Um, I think the one word, simple answer to that would be transformation, which is by no way simple, obviously, but what we mean by that is that um, the, the, the intention behind the book is to inspire and obviously to also be inspired. Um, to inspire what? Well, transformation, but not transformation. What we mean by transformation isn't so much changing who you are altogether. It's not that at all, actually. It is transformation understood as, um, as Patrick Gaffney actually says in the book, 
the day-to-day honest and grounded recognition of who we really are and who we can be. Um, And so, yeah, it's this principle of as human beings, we have this huge potential to to splash back out into the world, you know, recognize our talents, and, and then bring these talents out into the world to make you know, to have ripple effects, positive ripple effects around us and affect positive social change. Um, so what we hope to achieve um, through this book is this inspiration. And the way to do it is, one, well, the wings. I like to call them wings. It's obviously, you know, the, the, the pages of the book will travel. They'll travel through word of mouth. They'll, they'll touch hearts and, and souls, and they'll just go their own way. And what we also, what we've done is there's a, and I heard you mention it briefly in the introduction, we've also embedded a tool inside the book, which is the Letter to Humanity. And the idea behind the Letter to Humanity is um, that every person that is figured, that is, you know, that is in the book, that's that's being given the, the Human Spirit Award, Every recipient has been asked to write their letter to humanity. The idea being, you know, based on my experiences, my life experiences, what is is my vision for the world? And so what we're asking readers to do, or not asking, but just suggesting, is to write their own letter to humanity, which is why there's actually a few pages left blank at the end of the book. Um, And so that's really what we hope to achieve, is that this inspiration actually sparks um, this desire in people to start dreaming of a different world, but also to start acting towards this different world. Um, yes, so that is that is that is what we hope to inspire is a kind of grassroots movement, something that is intangible but tangible at the same time, and we hope to be a bridge between the two um, in inspiring also concrete action within individuals, communities, societies, cities, countries. <laughs> Uh, worldwide. Well, it's it's interesting because it really I love the fact that it's an invitation, and it's always that first step, isn't it? It's you know the invitation to to for someone to take their wishes and their their vision and you know start writing them, you know sending them out to, to the world, and then the fact that they can download it to your website and then become part of this movement that you're creating uh, in a split second, they go from keeping these dreams and visions in their, in their mind to sending them out to the universe. And, you know, which is how the action is created, isn't it? So, yes, of course. And and then there's also a more, um, a more concrete thing that's coming up with, um, with this bridging, right? The intangible and the tangible, um, and you know, making sure the inspiration gets translated into action at some point is we're hoping to partner up with different cities across the world and have you know become a partner for the cities for them to and that's our mission statement right discover support and celebrate and so help the cities discover support and celebrate people in their own city who have a powerful vision they want to share with the world and then help the cities kind of bridge that gap again to help these, these visions manifest. And so how can we, you know, connect people who have similar ideas or maybe, you know, they're missing they're missing one link, but another person shows up with a letter to humanity that helps us bridge that gap. Um, so there's a concrete partnership thing going on with cities, that, and we're hoping to touch 50 cities um, between now and, you know, a five to ten year span. How, how large is the organization right now? Um. 
<laughs> depending because it's it's a it's it started very informally right it's um a group of people who decided you know who were drawn by a common vision and they were active in the world of entertainment and the arts and so it's a kind of a nebula you know it's a very it's a connection of different people all over the world but um but the active core of the organization is is just a few you know a handful of individuals but there's a lot of people who are supporting it um, they're all visible on the on the website, the townforhumanity.org website, all the different circles that we have. We have a community circle, a creative circle, an ethics and development circle, um, and a youth circle, so people just joining us from different backgrounds with different inputs. And how did the the process go of selecting the artists that, that were in the book? Uh, that, that, that was very informal as well. I think it was... Um, so in the process, again, of discovering, supporting, and celebrating, um, the question I believe that the individuals who started the movement were asking themselves is, you know, who who out there in this world of culture and the arts is um, fusing these three qualities that are actually in the title of the book, right, compassion, courage, and creativity. So creativity in terms of, you know, envisioning what does not yet exist, and then compassion in terms of, you know, feeling with standing by, but also acting with others, and then um, courage, because it definitely takes courage, right, um, to, yeah. to step out into the unknown and say, you know, I'm, I'm going to do this, and I have no idea really right now what the impact is going to be, but I feel that it's important. And so it happens through connections, through common friendships, it happens through um, a number of, of, of channels, sometimes even chance encounters, I love the energy of this project. I see that our second guest uh, has just arrived, so let me uh, introduce him again now. His name is Reza Degati. Reza is one of the world's most recognized photojournalists. He's an author of 27 books and a fellow of National Geographic. His extraordinary images capture the beauty and turmoil of the human spirit through Times of War and Peace, and his iconic work has appeared in numerous publications around the globe, such as National Geographic, Newsweek, and Time. Reza is also the founder of Aina the Mirror, or otherwise known as the Mirror, an international nonprofit organization dedicated to the education and empowerment of children and women through the use of media and communication. As a lecturer, trainer, and visiting professor, Reza leads workshops on global issues, his humanitarian work, and photojournalism in international institutions and universities, such as George Washington University, Stanford, Beijing, and the Sorbonne in Paris, winning Frontline Diaries. He served as creative director for National Geographic's most viewed documentary called Inside Mecca, and as part of its exceptional journey series, National Geographic released a DVD featuring Reza's career as a photojournalist, which also features his extensive humanitarian work. For more information and to purchase the book, visit www.talentforhumanity.org. For information about Reza and his humanitarian work, please go to www. That's R-E-Z-A photo, P-H-O-T-O. Dot org. Welcome, Reza, and thank you for being a part of Behind the Curtain today. Hello. Thank you. It's a pleasure. What led you to become involved with the Talent for Humanity organization? Uh, 
for me uh, every effort to bring uh, uh, light to the work of the people that somehow extending part of their lives to serve the humanity is important and uh, uh, from the very first time, very first days, when uh, Thierry Sanchez contacted us and talked about this program, it was just an idea. I immediately uh, thought that this is a, one of the good ideas to help not only to talking about me or other people, but it's the connectivity that creates the Talent for Humanity between two worlds or is important for me. Mhm. And your story, your your of course your story is the first one featured in the book and your work uh is very very inspiring and as a young student in Iran your life crossed paths with history during the Iranian revolution and in the face of personal danger you used your camera to project the injustices you witnessed to the rest of the world. What was it about that moment that led you to risk everything to serve humanity? Uh, my, my deepest belief from uh, almost from my childhood was and still is that uh, we are not only animals. We have also this, what we call it, the human uh, uh, vectors in us and this is creating relation between everybody in the in the earth and environment and the people and uh, all the universe so uh, we are here to serve each other uh, we are here to make sure that uh, uh, the the whole universe actually that uh, our globe is part of it, uh, will not be harmed, that humanity will not be harmed. This is part of, I believe, the life of everybody. So what I was doing and what still I'm doing, even if it has been in, the, uh, in a very dangerous moment, it has been in dangerous places, even if uh, you know I have been arrested and spent three years in the prison and during the Shah in Iran or tortured for more than five months, but still I keep uh, doing it because when the new regime in Iran came, the, the Islamic Republic, they wanted to get rid of me and I had to come living in exile now for 25 years. Uh, while I'm in the war zones and the conflict, uh, every moment you should be you know, kidnapped, killed, uh, or disappeared totally. Uh, I just came from Iraq, working there now on the Iraqi front line. I, I do believe that this is where I should be, not only on the front line, uh, but also in the Syrian refugee camps. So that's the ongoing thought for me. And uh, there is no room, no time for the fear, or no room or no time to to say that I'm afraid and I don't want to do this. Go ahead. I, th I think when the intention is so pure uh, within us, 
it gives us the courage and the power and the strength to step into whatever challenge and, and face it head on, like you say. And what I found quite beautiful in your story is uh, when you wrote about being in, in prison, you mentioned that you were in the presence of poets and writers and intellects and politicians who were suffering the same fate as you. And it, you know, it, it really kind of sparked my imagination um, to visualize you in that setting and the other people and, and how in, in the darkest of, of moments probably in your life, uh, you were still able to be and find inspiration in that setting, which is probably what, you know, enabled you to remain strong and focused and uh, on, on your path. Well, uh, this is also one of the reasons why I keep uh, going to the war zones and the refugee camps and train children, train people, train women to all the media and, uh, and also bring my knowledge to them. It's because somehow when they live in a refugee camp, a refugee camp is also like a prison. You know, I, I feel what they feel there. And when you are in a city that is sieged and you can't go out, this is like a big prison also. So I feel what is their feeling is, and I know what I can bring to them to help them. So it's it's became so natural. And now always I'm thinking of, oh, I have been in this situation. I have seen this. I know what is meaning this. I know what the suffering is meaning, so that's why it's helped me a lot to to keep moving and to keep going uh, without again a shadow of the saying that hey I live in Paris I have to go back uh, and just uh, enjoy the Paris life. You know? There's there's something so compelling. Uh, in terms of the story of refugees, and now I think well, I think there's 54 million. I think the total is 52 or 54 million in the world, which is cat- catastrophic to me. I mean, that number just—it's hard for my brain to wrap around the concept that that 54 million people out there are unable to return home. And you capture an intimacy with your subjects that is so profound especially those afflicted with emotional pain, refugees in refugee camps and, and those living in areas of conflict. What is it about your process and your spirit that enables you to have such a bond with your subjects? Is, it, is, it, is there anything in addition to what you said? Yes, you can relate to their experience because you walked in their shoes. Is, what else is there that, that brings the element of brilliance to your work? Um. The, the main relation is that those people, the, the refugees or people suffering in a different times of their lives or in the hospitals or in the, during the war zones, they do understand that I am not there for myself. I'm not there as a photojournalist that looking for fantastic pictures for making his uh, uh, career becoming better and better. They understand it and they feel it that 
I am there because the stories is really interest me. The stories is really touching me. And mm-hmm. from the moment that you have this connection with the person that's sitting in front of you, and the person who is suffering, he understand that hey, this man, he's he's almost suffering like I'm suffering, and I and the people feel it. So then comes this truth in their faces, in their eyes, and somehow what I say, they give me. Uh, uh, they give me uh, their images. They give me their images. They, they, uh, they. Um, uh, I, I don't take pictures. I don't take them. They give it to me. Mm. That's, That's quite beautiful. Any other photographers, they are there, and they say these are my subject, and I'm going to take their pictures. Why I do believe deeply that I am the subject. They are not the subject. And I've got the to to take pictures. They have to give me the pictures. I I really am so blown away by the work that you do and and who you are uh as a human being and what you give to the world is so incredible. So I can't imagine that Anyone who picks up this book will not immediately be inspired to go out and kind of be on double overtime in their lives to try to even contribute a a minute fraction of what you're giving of yourself um, to the world. Very, very inspiring um, to to speak to you and to, to read about your journeys and to look at your work. And what I find so powerful is that your... NGO is designed to empower women and children through education and photography and train them in media and communications. And what has that given to you to pass this training on to to, to others who would never have the opportunity um, to be trained in this way if you did not step up into this position? What does that provide for you as a human being, what do you take away from the experience? Well, the, the main, if, if I just think of one, uh, two, three major moments, uh, uh, is the, the one is the day in 2012 that one of our Afghan students. Uh, in uh, Kabul that he who has became a professional photographer and we trained him we helped him to 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 work and he called and he said that master I just received the Pulitzer Prize ah mm. <laughs> wow I, I just that just brought me to tears actually really did <sighs> Really, really beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. I mean, that's the perfect way to end the show. Um, Reza, Celicia, do you have any words, last words of inspiration or anything else you would like to share to the listeners before we sign off here? We have a few minutes left. Are we talking about me? Yes. Uh, (laughs) Yes, yes, actually, you know what? 
and I am concentrating the next five years of my works mainly in the refugees. And it is the project is called Exile Voices, uh, and I want to bring education mainly in the refugee camps because to make the 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 whole refugee process becoming something positive for the refugees. I thought that the, this is the best place that all of those people are gathered in one places in the refugee camps. This is the best place to help educate the children and bring them the, the highest high technology and education inside the camps for these children because before when they were in the countries, they were dispatched in the different villages, small towns, and it was difficult to reach all of them. Now, looking to make this the whole refugee story a positive story, I would like to bring the war attention and create a real movement of educating the refugee children in the refugee camps. That's this fantastic. And how can people find out more information about that? Is that also on your, your website? Yes, it is the, the, the website is actually I changed it is rezaphoto.org. It's easy. It's rezaphoto.org. This is the website that uh, they can come in and see the works and uh, be in, in connection with me and the, with the project. Fantastic. And I urge everybody to go to Reza's uh, website and look at all the humanitarian projects he's involved with. Also go to Talent for Humanity and be part of their global movement. For more information and to purchase the book, please visit talentforhumanity.org. For more information about Reza and his humanitarian work, go to rezaphoto.org. I want to thank my guests, Celicia Thays and uh, Reza, for coming to the program today. Also wish to thank Terry Sanchez, the visionary driving force behind Talent for Humanity, for his dedication to unite us all in a quest to make this world a better place for all of us. You can find out more information about Talent for Humanity by going to talentforhumanity.org. Join the Talent for Humanity movement. Order the book. You can also get it at Barnes & Noble and Amazon. And for more information about Reza Degati, his philanthropy work, his books and DVDs, go to rezaphoto, that's R-E-Z-A, photo.org. Please support these organizations and spread the word about the great work they are doing. It's been my honor to have you on the program today. Thank you both for being here. This is Kathy Barrett you, sending you all a virtual hug from behind the curtain. And until next time, I wish you peace, everybody. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. 
But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. 